Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and I cover the opening week of baseball, the top storylines, the top teams, and the top players. We also recap the Phillies opening weekend in Atlanta, some of our thoughts on Gabe Kapler and where the Phillies are going from here. We also talk the fan favorite segments. Those are your stadium snacks, your bleacher creatures, and the beer corner. We transition over to the playoff chases for both the NHL and the NBA as we start to wrap things up. And it wouldn't be talking sports in early April if we didn't talk about the Masters. Maddie D and I give some of our favorite picks for golf's first major this weekend. Make sure to stay tuned to the blog for our full preview. going to be coming to you at thunderblogsports.com. We are also hosting a pool if you're interested in joining that. Shoot us a DM, ThunderBLG on Twitter and ThunderBlogSports on Instagram, and we will send you over the details. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can search that as the bullpen cart. But enjoy this week's episode. Leave a review and a comment with your thoughts. Thanks again. Here we go. We are live. Welcome to this episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. With me, returning, is my man, Matty D. What's up, buddy? Still coming off the high from last night. I got to fully recover from the celebration. Yeah, what uh, what an ending. Yeah. To the NCAA tournament, of course, we are talking about recording this on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. It was wild. It, was, I mean, it wasn't wild. It was the, the game was pretty obvious. Uh, on, on, other than a, a very early run, Nova took over. They dominated. They uh, they smoked them. As yeah. was, it, was the one thing that was supposed to go, and as it actually went in the tournament, was Villanova winning the championship, and they deserved it. And they they're already loaded for next year, so it'll be fascinating to see what happens. But but. Beyond that, also baseball has started. Oh, yeah. What a week it was, or weekend it was. We're basically a full weekend, uh, despite how the uh, most of the Northeastern teams have been delayed out of their minds due to the inclement weather, to say the least, that we've been seeing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the Phillies on right now, and it looks like it's looks like they're just – they're short of p- putting on ponchos from sitting out in this rain is – the uh, as Ben Lively gets looks like the first out in the second inning, but yeah, I mean the first week it's been exciting. Other teams like the Red Sox have started; they started down in Miami, and so they've gotten to play a few extra games. Uh, the Phillies even started in Atlanta, but uh, yeah, they're up in New York now. And I mean Travis Darno looks like he's about to walk through a fucking winter storm. Did you see Giancarlo yesterday when, it, when they announced the Yankees game? The Yankee home opener got delayed. No, what do you say? So he puts out a Snapchat of him walking up on like walking up the dugout steps at Yankee Stadium and goes, well, I guess I'm going streaking because it's all covered in snow. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, And he's like, they show like there's another video that shows him like doing it. I guess some somebody caught him um, just on camera and he's like in shorts and and, like an Under Armour. Like Mm. this guy, you know, he's too used to Miami weather, I guess. Probably. He'll be fine. He's a big boy. He's making enough money. He can uh, buy himself somebody of care, walk around a heater, walk around with a heater for him. Could you imagine that if you had a heater guy? 
I could. It would be fantastic. A heater guy, an AC guy. That's really the yeah. dream I, I dream for. I'm striving for that. Like a Roman, em- like a Roman emperor who had a grape guy. Like now, is that what we've evolved to as humans, having having heater and AC guys? I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm all for it. I'm gonna yeah. make a big push for that. I guess they had fan guys too. Well, I mean, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. So, well, anyway, ba- back to baseball. Uh, what were there any stories that stood out to you from the uh, from the opening, you know, five, four or five games? I mean, the one thing, uh, relievers getting shelled everywhere. A lot of blown saves. Uh, Obviously, we saw with our fills, which we'll get to. But, you know, just just, it seems like every story is a bullpen blowing up late, which is good for baseball that we have a lot of late game fireworks, assuming it keeps games close. Um, But a lot of blown leaves. Now, maybe relievers need a little more time to kind of get themselves going. you know, maybe it is, maybe it's a deeper trend in that something about, uh, you know, maybe the specialization has gone too far. Um, but you know, I like it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's nice to have, you know, more, more batting in terms of making the game more exciting. Um, when you have something like that, it stinks when it happens to your team, but it's nice to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does stink when, uh, you look through the list of blown saves in the last seven days and not one, but two of your favorite players or your favorite team's players are on there. But I guess, I guess other teams have it. The pirates are up there with a couple, a uh, couple guys with blown saves. Uh, but if you look at the ERAs, none of which are uh, really below like three, which is, uh, uh, I mean, obviously a lot of low innings pitch. So it, it mm-hmm. kind of the math works out that way, but uh, right. yeah, a lot of, uh, Shelled is the perfect word to put it. I mean, guys like Kenley Jansen's let up two home runs, which is nuts to me. Um, which I mean, I think you're right. It's it's nice to see. It's nice. It's a nice change of pace. Uh, the over the overcorrection. I think that you, I think you almost hit the nail on the head with that. Of there's something that's going to be figured out probably by mid May. I mean, a lot of it too is is working out the kinks both physically and in pitchers' arms and you know, mentally as well, new managers, a lot of new managers around baseball. So kind of mm-hmm. seeing everybody, uh, you know, kind of figure out their way as we'll get there with, with Gabe Kapler, but a ton of other teams, Red Sox got one, the Mets have, have one. So we'll, we'll see how they all settle in. Right. Exactly. And like I said, it's, it's early. So yeah. I, I don't want to jump to any major conclusions there. I just think it's something to, to note and to watch. Um, obviously. And I'm beyond that. We've also seen, as we've seen the last couple of years for, Four player outfields, massive, uh, massive. Joey Gallo of the Rangers was facing a four four man outfield. Max, the massive shifts. The idea of uh, every time a new batter comes up, moving your best fielder from one side of the outfield to the other to cover where he hits the ball most. I mean, they're going to try to keep keep getting deeper and deeper with it um, until until either the batters figure it out or Major League Baseball steps in at some point and says, "Okay, you know, we're going to have to tell you how far you can move a guy," kind of thing. Um, We'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I don't know if you necessarily need to have baseball step in because if you want to, if you want to move a guy around and the batter figures out like, hey, I could lay down a bunt to to you know get around this or has to learn to hit the other way, you might as well. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't think you need to have the 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 overarch the overarching. You know, I don't think you need Rob oh, uh, Manfred to say this because right. if anything, he'd want it more to try to reduce hitting and, and make games go faster, at least the way that he he acts. Right, but I mean, once again, I mean, I'm not saying that I want the Major League Baseball to step in because, my opinion, I'm I'm like you, probably more so. Figure it out if if you yeah, exactly hit it, figure it out. And hit it the other way. I, 
you know, or butt it down the third baseline or hit a single, uh, you know, so that's really up to the players. But you never know if baseball is continuing, you know, continuing to lose its market share in the world of sports. You got to you got to do something at some point. So we'll see. I think, though, I think it's been interesting because we have seen it. It's April 3rd. Last year, this was opening day. Uh, we've now been, I mean, the Red Sox, the Astros, they're all five games in. Everybody should have been by now. But again, inclement weather is kind of fucked everything up. Uh, I think it, it's kind of interesting that baseball, I don't know if they necessarily gave way to the, like they they basically gave way to the NCAA tournament so that they could have the World Series end in October or or what they were necessarily thinking. But I think it's interesting that we're now, half a week in so you could shift everything around. Maybe it's also to kind of fill in the gaps of where two weeks, you know, two weeks or almost three weeks ago. Now you had one of the busiest two days in sports of the first two of the first round of the NCAA tournament. Right. Then you still had the excitement in, in the sweet 16, the elite eight, and then there's nothing final four weekend on Thursday and Friday. So why not throw baseball in there to kind of have everybody that's geared up to watch sports all day on a Thursday and a Friday have baseball there. I don't know which way they were thinking, but it's an interesting way to try to change things up and try to gain back some of that market share, especially on the back end when you think about them versus football. But at least the last couple of years, especially, and it was nice to see last year, they've at least beaten Sunday night football. Not that that's saying too much about early season Sunday night football, but it is something. Right. No, I I mean, I yeah, it's a great point to make. I, I just... um this is it's always a tough time early i think in baseball there's that quick little oh it's back kind of thing and then really we're going to talk about it later but the nhl and really the nba finals come along and stanley cup and all of a sudden and then the masters and they baseball is almost just always on you know yeah. for most of the year um and i think while they have highlight nights um they it's it's not because they have so many games you know, it's, it's an in and out kind of thing for fans, I think, sometimes. Um, you know, it also depends if your team's good. I think for me, for me right now, with the Phillies not being a great, not having a great season the last few years, I'm less, I'm less uh, engaged and constantly watching. I would, I'm going to watch a Sixers game before I watch a Phillies game. I'm going to watch a hockey game before I watch a Phillies game because those teams are in the playoff hunt. Now, that could all change, by the way. All it takes is one moment, you know, one great team, and that, that's different. Yeah, um, but I do think that's a factor. I think because they have so many games, you you can feel oh I can miss this. I cannot watch this game tonight because I'll see one later down the road. Well, if you miss a football game, you're in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a big thing to miss. Um, the the nice thing too about baseball of at least having with it starting early and, and having the playoffs for both basketball and hockey is that you can just throw it on in the background. You can just have the game on, look up every couple minutes see like, oh, it's now the third inning and it's, you know, one nothing. Oh, how did it score? Oh, this guy got a double and he drove in that guy. You know, you don't necessarily need to watch, you know, the, you know, if there's a five-minute five, five minute span that you missed, odds are it it might be the home run that changed the game, but you at least see the highlights. They'll show it over and over, especially if there's no other action. Basketball and hockey is a little different that way, that it, it's always going on. It's not segmented. Um, same thing with football, you know, football is, is segmented, but it's still, you know, you, it, the story paints itself more if you watch it. Whereas baseball, you have so many different opportunities to see it, especially now that baseball is finally letting you finally letting their teams and their social media accounts, put it out, put it out there that you can finally pick it up. 
Right. Yep. No. Um, and, and I think that they are coming around. I mean, there's definitely more, seems to be more faces and more guys who are making you, I don't know, half make you half making you smile. Uh, you want it, you want to be part of and watch now. I, there there yeah. is a growing group of stars in major league baseball. There's also a growing group of super teams like the NBA, which we'll see how, what kind of effect that has on the game. You know, normally there's only one super team and that's the Yankees because they spend all the money. Um, but there's a lot more this year. So we're yeah. going to see what happens with that too. I think it's fascinating as the season kind, kind of unfolds in that regard. No, absolutely. And I mean, it'll be, it'll be awesome to see how it all unfolds. I mean, and I think you're right. I think the, I think baseball starting to learn what the NBA figured out really 10 years ago, that if we make our guys the prop, you know, we push not just the games themselves, but the players as product, we can get, so much more interest just in everything outside of the games. And I think that's why, despite kind of a lackluster off season, we've seen at least more, you know, part of it to the Yankees kind of just grabbing John Carlos Stanton and a bunch of other guys. Uh, but we saw a little more news when there were the bigger splashes. Um, so I think, th- I think going forward, it- it'll be hopefully that they're starting to learn, like you're saying, and, and kind of pick it up from there, but we'll see how it all goes. Um, but we'll, we'll keep it moving. You know, we're only five games in and some teams like the Phillies, like the Chicago White Sox have only played three games. So we'll pick, we'll quickly pick hot teams, but really well, for those that are new to the bullpen cart, this is, you know, usually part of our weekly segments, picking the hot and cold teams, which is kind of why we started with the sort of reactions to the first weekend and kind of just checking in with baseball as a state of the union almost. But I mean, if I had to pick a, a hot team, it's hard to not pick the Astros. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're four and one, 28 and 12 is their run scored versus runs, runs against. Um, they had their opening day yesterday, which, speaking of news, did you see the guy with the leaf blower? I did. I did. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, they, they unveiled their World Series champions banner and had a little trouble getting down. So a guy had to use a, a leaf blower to, um, help it get get into uh, the proper position but yeah i mean there it looks like it's business as usual for houston um really across the board everybody that you'd expect is doing their part um so i mean it's easy to pick them the red Sox have, have also come out to a great start which you know good for them as they uh you know they're making the the away tour uh thankfully since i'm sure boston's getting hit worse than philly and new york are with all this weather um but Matt, are there are there any other teams we're missing here that are? Well, I, that think, came out, I think came out I, I think a fun one to pick would be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, unexpected yeah. 4-0 start with a positive run differential. Um, Gregory Polanco's looked looked relatively good. This is a team that got pretty much stripped down. Um, obviously, that division. You got my boy Jameson, though. Right? Yeah. Well, with the Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs, you don't expect that to necessarily last. But there's that. always a surprise team. I think every year. Such it always comes wins. from the central, right? It's right. Been dead the last couple of years, oh, and they've right. they've stunk as we thought they were going to. So I mean, it's early, yeah. but I think they're a fun team to to keep an eye on. It's nice to see a team that doesn't have all the how the stars on it, how they perform. And this is a team that they let you know Garrett Cole's gone. They don't have uh, they've the McCutcheon isn't there, so they've lost some players over the last last year basically that were household names really on that squad. So fun fun to see it happening though. Yeah, and and kind of. Bringing, bringing it around full circle. Some of the blown leads we mentioned the pirates have two of them and they're still, they're four and out, you know, yep. they they've reacted well to that. So it's very nice to see. 
Um, I think they got delayed today as well. Uh, so they, uh, I mean, the East Coast really getting slammed. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. If you know they they start off nice month, they might be hanging around for a little longer than you might have thought they would. And good for them. They're a young team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I say it's early, so you don't take yeah. anything away from it. Yeah. I mean, Mike Trout was zero for six on his first game, so you know, it's okay. Um, but it's just like I said, it's nice to see a team hot early. Maybe they'll get some possible, uh, you know, possible. What's what I'm looking for? Um, juice in their in their veins. They'll keep they'll keep driving hard moving forward mm-hmm. here. So yeah. Yeah. Now we also like to pick cold teams for those new to the program. Um, I think an, an easy one, uh, I mentioned Cincinnati, San Diego is another one that, uh, you know, we thought weren't going to necessarily do so well. Uh, even though they, they acquired some, some offensive guns, only 14 runs scored. Uh, the big problem of course, being pitching, they let up 24 runs. That is, uh, aside from two teams in the national league East, uh, third worst in the NL uh yeah the Padres probably probably my cold team of the week an easy one to pick Matt there uh there any ones you have or anybody that surprised you I mean I the, uh, the Padres clearly are a, a very obvious uh yeah, yeah. very obvious choice Their shirt right very obvious choice there I, I think a team that maybe I don't know if I would say like scorching cold uh, but the Cubs with with Darvish's mess start, uh, yeah. I think they didn't come. That's out. a good one. They're not flying out of the gates. I mean, they're two and three. They play five games. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, for the team that you thought was definitely going to be high high level, not not particularly the strongest start. And the Dodgers too, I guess. I mean, just throw them in there, two and three as well. Although their run differential is plus eleven, they just can't hold you know leads apparently. Yeah. So I think those two squads will be two to look at. Um, just one to uh, rising early. Yeah, one that's really it's kind of not necessarily surprising record wise, but run differential wise, and building off your uh, it's early on the Mike Trout. The Baltimore Orioles are one and three. Not that we're necessarily shocked by a sub five hundred start for them, but they've only scored six runs, which they tout having this home run happy offense. Which I guess, I, I guess it gets into uh, you know what the the risks of swinging for the fences every single time, but. They're, I mean, they're, they're minus 15 with six runs scored in four games, and they have a win. Yeah, that's that's bad. Not good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. good. Yeah. Um, you know, normally there's a couple guys that come out a little uh, – Yeah, a little cold. A little cold, but that is ice cold. Yeah. But, but uh, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Let's get to some of our hot players. Uh, we – you know, the guys that had a good week. Uh, we like to talk about them in the last seven days. Uh, we named them after movie characters. So for batters, we call it the Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Um, Matt, is there somebody that jumped off to you with a hot start? Well, I mean, obviously, other than the guy, you know, with with the leaf blower there, <laughs> I just I had to say it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, d- uh, uh, the uh, shortstop for the Yankees, D.D. Uh, 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 Gregorius has had a great start, another three-run home run. Um, he leads the AL, actually leads the league in, in RBIs with nine. Um, you know, definitely an impressive start to a guy who's probably a little bit overlooked in that lineup with all the power they have in the outfield. Um, so an excellent start for him, him there. So he would be my guy uh, in terms of uh, batter of the week. Stepped up with so much other star power around him and shown up early. 
Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Um, Carlos Correa is up there too in terms of uh, really cleaning it up. I mean, he's he's come out firing. He's nine for nineteen. That's a four seventy four batting average. He's got a stolen base under his belt, two homers, nine ribbies. Justin Smokes, a guy that uh, selfishly I like because I'm on fantasy, but he had a two home run game over the weekend, including a grand salami. But he has seven strikeouts, so you always gotta gotta watch out there. Um, kind of building off the Pirates, Josh Bell, awesome, awesome weekend. Batted 420, 421 through his first six games. He uh, is that equates out to six for or eight for nineteen. Excuse me, uh, got a little crack in my computer, so it uh, fucks me up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean his what walks to strikeout ratio is something that you always got to watch out for. Um, you know he's two walks to three strikeouts, which is great. Uh, the big one that, that jumps out is Bryce Harper. Some of that comes from just guys wanting to, to throw around him, especially when he hits three home runs in three at-bats, which is <laughs> absurd. Yeah, I mean, I'll get to the other part of that story in a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree there. Yeah, uh, yeah like I said, it's tough right now because, you know, you get a couple big swings and you, you, you got a little bit going early. You look pretty great. Reese Hoskins leading the league in batting average at 545. Um, obviously, we hope that continues, but pretty doubtful it will. Um, you know, the, the statistics earlier are just so skewed, basically. I think yeah. it's the way I look at it, the uh, way I look at it there. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, I almost wanted to, to title this whole first part overreaction season, but we've done a good job of uh, not getting too fired up. So, so pat, pat ourselves on the back, quick. Uh, Quick applause, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll move on to pitching. Uh, we call that the Billy Chapel pitcher of the week. Uh, Matt, is there a guy that you have that uh, has been the most impressive to you? We mentioned a few. I mean, this is, is there the anybody toughest. else? Once again, this is like to me, this is very difficult, you know, because it's uh, you know, early on, it's just hard to, to figure out who's been you know the most impressive. I will say, I'm just impressed that. David Price returned um, and, you know, basically pitched um, and wasn't terrible. Um, So pretty, pretty good performance by him. So I'm very happy to see him back. So I'm going to give him the shout out early on because I don't know how long that's going to last. I like Uh, it. 1-0 to start the season here. um, Five strikeouts. So I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him early. No, I like that a lot. Uh, mine's going to be a little more run of the mill. It's going to be Charlie Morton of the Houston Astros. Uh, he's had two stellar starts. He got to let up a run, uh, 14 K's on two walks. He's got two wins as much as you want to might, as much as you want to, uh, possibly you know, credit wins, uh, for those sabermetric sabermetricians out there, uh, as the Phillies let up a hit to the Mets, nice strikeout, throw him out for a Jorge Alfaro to end the second inning, but just letting up Matt Harvey. Getting a hit, shout out pitchers. I mentioned Jamison Talion from uh, or is that my, am I pronouncing that lo- that right? Talion? I think so. I'm not sure, but I yeah. thought I thought you were right. Um, because yeah, the eye, uh, I'm fucking that up. Uh, but he he pitches on the Pirates. Uh, great start on I believe it was yesterday. It was Monday. Uh, nine strikeouts, picking up his first win of the season, helping out the, that Pirates squad we were talking about. Um, Trevor Bauer, of course, you got to talk about him. A lot of strikeouts early, 14 of them over 10 innings pitched. Uh, really, 
you know, a lot of those guys from um, from Cleveland, a lot of strikeout expectations. A guy I'm pretty surprised about, uh, Oakland's Andrew Triggs, rather young guy. Uh, he's 0-1, and his ERA isn't too impressive. It's 4-15 over eight innings pitch, just, just shy of nine. But 13 Ks, I mean, good for Oakland, a team that, that'll probably – have some pitching issues so mm-hmm. nice to have a nice uh nice hot start oh i i mean i agree like i said a couple of these guys they get shelled early they get some crazy i mean crazy era numbers um do we have an infinite do we have anybody in the infinite I category yet i was actually looking for that i haven't seen anybody yeah. yet but i'm sure there is somebody there that's just right is too damn high yeah so. for for anybody that, that doesn't know the way that you quick way to calculate innings pitched or ERA is innings pitched is the denominator. So if somebody has was not able to get an out, their their um, ERA is infinite because you can't divide by zero. So <laughs> that's what I was asking Matt for. Uh, I can't find it either on this uh, on Yahoo, but I'm sure there's somebody out there, some reliever that that faced one batter, let up a let up a homer, something like that. Uh, always. Always uh, sad but funny to see. Uh, <laughs> before we move on, any anybody else that stood that stood out to you this week? I mean, I mean like I said, I, I just tough tough early on. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to our boy Aaron Nola. Great first start. Yeah, but we're gonna get there in a second. But pulled yeah, early. Yeah. Him, you know, come on, let the guy go. Let the yeah. guy go. Yeah, I, I, we'll get to that in a second. Um, also, shout out to a lot of good rookies making their their debuts. Mainly our guy Scott Kingery mm-hmm. uh, with the Phil into him a little deeper. But it's nice to see how young baseball is. We've talked about this. I feel like we talked about it all last year. But the youth and, and this big injection of it and helping to to get more faces like an Aaron Judge. Um, hopefully, guys like Kingery and. If JP Crawford gets it going, help out with the Phillies, and hopefully every team has it. If you, but we're gonna we're gonna move on now from players. But if there are guys that you think we missed, please feel free to let us know in the comments. Send us a DM on uh, Twitter or Instagram, Thunderblog Sports on on the Insta and ThunderBLG on Twitter. Uh, do want to mention quickly? We normally like to try to cover a minor league uh, opening day for it. I think is this Thursday, so. A lot of fun there. The minor leagues are a ton of fun if you ever get a chance to go out there. Matt and I, of course, went to Lehigh, where the Phillies AAA team is based. A lot of fun at the Iron Pigs. Oh, my God. Great time. Great, Great time. time at the Iron Pigs. Absolutely. $5 tickets to go sit to go sit in the berm. Yes. The beer is 32 ounces for $7, right? Yeah. Uh, $9 now with inflation? Yeah, I think, I, think it was, I think it was 7 but you might be right. Close. It's close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can't beat it. Cannot beat it, but <laughs> let's get to the Phillies because we got to talk about this. You mentioned Aaron Nola. For those that don't know, what was it? Five and a third he got through and 68 pitches on opening day gets yanked by Phillies new manager, Gabe Kapler um, claims a couple different things. Uh, the big one was the, the saber metrics, right? Yep. And the other, I, I don't think if he necessarily, uh, acknowledged it but i personally think this is part of it the 68 pitches a guy that's been on and off the disabled list maybe watching that it is his first start and you don't want to give up a you know opening day game to the braves or give him up on an opening day game to the braves when you 
he's so confident where the team can go. I don't know. I mean, it is nuts. Let him get through the let him get through the goddamn inning. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think. I mean, I look. It's early in the season. I don't. I don't think he expected his bullpen to come in and totally just get ripped apart. I'm with you though. Like, let him go seven. You know, it's a quality start. Um, well, six is a quality start. But to me, but but I right. But to me, seven. Let, let oh, not the stat. My bad. <laughs> but I, I always say though. But seven innings is perfect. You go seven innings, you get a setup and your closer, and you're good. Yeah. You know, like that's the, if every pitcher could go seven innings, you'd win a lot of baseball games. Oh, absolutely. So definitely a mistake on his part. Now, look, he's a young manager, um, and I don't think he's wrong. I, I, I understand the injury concern thing to me, saying, hey, look, but, but you know, I, you know you, in spring training, we hadn't had him go this deep. I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to hurt himself early. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that, but it's tough. It's tough. I, I understand the, uh, the frustration. I was frustrated watching it. I'm like, wait, where's he going? I was so, too. I, um, Obviously, it was it was like a four o'clock game, so I was at work, had to stay late last Thursday. So I had it on my my computer there, uh, had the the game by game update, and seeing it as Ben Lively ooh gets Cespedes to pop up. I was going to ask you when the the at bat started, should we play home run or not? But obviously, it was a not uh, as the Mets now have two runners on with two outs in the third inning. Uh, but I, I think yeah, I mean. It's frustrating to see they had a five nothing lead, ended up losing it eight five, uh, six runs in the eighth and ninth inning. Uh, then the bullpen. I mean, I don't know why the bullpen. He kept going back to Hobie Milner and a bunch of different guys in the bullpen continuously. I don't know why you're not giving guys days off if keeping these arms loose and healthy is of the utmost concern. Why you're going back day after day after day, especially when a guy like Milner get shelled by Freddie Freeman. Um, I guess show confidence in your guys. I, I I don't know, but the bullpen was very, very overused as the Phillies ended up getting sh- completely blown out on Saturday night. Um, what was this? It was, I mean, it was 24 innings pitched and a lot of runs. So we'll see how it goes. Ben Lively is still in the game as the third inning comes to a close up in New York. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how, how, uh, you know, Gabe, if you learned anything from that series and an extra day off and, and how it goes from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the one big thing too, um, th- they're loaded with guys you want to see getting playing time. Oh yeah. Um, the outfield is jammed with Herrera, Nick Williams, Aaron Altair and, um, Reese Hoskins, obviously with Santana at first, you're, you're blocking, you're blocking Reese from playing there. Um, you know, uh, King um, Kingery is going to take up time for Mikel Franco, who you're hoping was going to have a bounce back year um, with Crawford and Hernandez. So they're they've got a lot of pieces. Now it's not necessarily bad to have that many, but you want to get some young guys. You want to get them there at bats in the major league level. And it, I'm disappointed that we're not. I, I I he had a bad year last year, but I'm disappointed that Franco. I want him to get opportunities to see if he can recover and bounce back. See if he can find what he had two years ago. So yeah. it's tough to see some young guys not in the lineup. Yeah, that, that is tough to see. I mean, I think it's nice to see Kingery get starts. Kind of, I think it's their way of trying to figure out if trading Cesar doesn't make sense, could we make this a thing? But I agree with you. I think don't make it a platoon type of deal with Kingery and, and Franco. Let him let Franco kind of work through it. We obviously don't know 
you know, the, sort of the, the scenes behind the mix. I mean, uh-huh. Odubel Herrera didn't start opening day. There's been a lot of different, different decisions that have been made for a number of different reasons, whether it's been, you know, sabermetrically or I don't know if it's, you know, the clubhouse type of dynamic or, or what, what have you, but um, yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd, I'd like to see Franco maybe get a couple more chances to really show if he, he can get it back before really throwing the baby out with a bathwater. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you um, know, it's early. It's it's early. And it early. there's a lot of guys that we're going to see step up and give the bullpen a chance, give the starters yeah. a chance, although I think it's getting close to putting Velasquez, Velasquez, Vince Velasquez in the pen time. But Yeah, I agree uh, with that. That's a really good take. But we'll see. You know what? You got to give a guy. You'd rather have a starter. So yeah. let's see what he can do. And kind of go from there. I don't want to just just immediately dump them into that zone. Well, if this was a year ahead, because they have so many so many starters in the minors that are just like nineteen, so that's just too it's too soon to just throw them to the wolves in the major leagues, especially with the Mets with guys that can just mash the ball, and the Nationals who we'll we'll get to Bryce Harper. We'll talk a little more about Bryce Harper, but the power that's in that lineup. It, I mean. It's quite literally throwing a guy like Sixto Sanchez to the Wolves to bring him up now. But if they're like 2021 20, and a little more ready for the majors, then I maybe would say just do it as soon as you can, moving Velasquez to the pen. Right. No, I'm, I definitely am with yeah. you there. I think it's a great idea if they could figure out how to work that out somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So the Phillies, they uh, they play in New York tonight, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, or I think it's Wednesday day game. It's like on Facebook Live as well. So Interesting stuff ba- baseball's trying to do, figuring out how to, I guess, make it this this ultimate in the background type of deal. Um, but then they, they come home on Thursday. I'll be there. I'm very excited. It's a, a full day of Philly sports for me, taking taking the day off from work, playing a little hooky. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, it's going to be a fun day. Go down there uh, with our, our intern friend, Jerry. Uh, he and I are going to the game and then going over to the Flyers game as they uh, hopefully will have clinched a playoff spot. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, So it's a back-to-back for me. Uh, But then, yeah, they put the Marlins there, and then they uh, had the Reds come in for the the, uh, in-week series next week. So we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But we move on. So for those new to the program, you've probably heard us talk about this on other podcasts. We do uh, a couple fan favorite segments, the stadium snacks, which are pretty self-explanatory. The beer corner which should be self-explanatory, but we pick a couple beers. We tell you about them. We recommend them. And then the bleacher creatures, which we'll explain in, in a little bit. But we start with the stadium snacks. One of my favorite segments. I love food. We all love food. Who doesn't? If you don't, it's crazy. You're a crazy town. But uh, it's always the big deal. New food at the ballpark. And I cannot wait to go down Thursday and try some out. But we're going to talk about a few others from uh, other stadiums. Uh, one that really sticks out to me is a dessert roll, which hopefully uh, our, our boy Greg got to try out. It's called the Churro Dog 2.0. Greg is down in Arizona at Chase Field doing a little field work for us. This is uh, quite decadent, to say the least. What it is is a churro rolled in Oreo crumbs served in a donut, which is a you know the long version of the donut uh, with vanilla Froyo 
draped on top with strawberry and chocolate sauce topped with whipped cream. It sounds like if you eat this thing, Matt, you are not making it nine innings. Yeah, I, I don't think you're making it nine innings at all. I mean, I'm hungry. Yeah. But I don't yeah, that is wow. That is a that is a serve after the seventh inning. Do the revert like have the beer st- stand sell that when they can't serve beer anymore. How about that idea? That sounds like actually a pretty darn good idea, if you yeah. ask me. Might I'm as well. pretty nervous about anything else you're trying to do there. Yeah. I would not um, make it. I would be sleeping in my chair seat right now if you gave that to me. Yeah, I would be passed the fuck out. <laughs> uh, well, the the other one that that's interesting to me because we talked about this last year with how Seattle serves the the fried grasshoppers, mm-hmm. a local delicacy, which my cousin who lives out there has tried and and says it. Basically, the the actual bug itself doesn't really have any taste. It's more the the seasoning that you choose to get on it, whether it's just plain salt, you just taste the sea salt or what have you. But one other local, another team has adopted the local delicacy idea. Uh, it's a little more out there. The Rockies, Matt, have started serving Rocky Mountain oysters. Do you know what those are, Matt? I do not know what Rocky Mountain oysters are, but I really am interested because there's no oceans. Yeah. In- so it's a uh, it's a deep fried bull testicle. That's disgusting. Yeah, apparently people out there love it. I saw it. Shout out to uh, Top Chef, which was filmed. The most recent season was filmed in Colorado. It was a. It was one of the challenges was to make some form of Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh, people love that, I guess. So, I don't know if you're out at Coors Field, you might have to try it and and report back to us. Same uh, same handles there. Thunder BLG and Thunderblog Sports. I don't know if you and I are. I guess we'll send Logan. Logan will go out there. I'll get Logan Heat Bull Testicle. I like that. Yeah, Lo- Lo- Logan, do this for us. You're <laughs> you're assigned. You're assigned. You're now on the field. Go. Then um, that any any foods that you're dying to try or, or anything that you can think of that uh, we should we should go check out. <sighs> I mean, I can I, can I just I, what here's what I'm excited for because when baseball's back, summer's back. Yep. And and not only that, dollar dog nights are back. So yeah. I'm going to be really bland with mine this week. I'm excited to go to a Phillies game and have dollar dog night. I want a the couple hot Tuesday. dogs. Next Tuesday. Uh, I want a couple hot dogs. I want an ice cold beer. And I want to sit, not ice cold, because that's a little cold. Well, no, ice cold. It's going to get hot. I want an ice cold yeah. beer. I want to be in Right shorts. now, maybe just lukewarm. It's fucking right, 40 right. degrees outside. I want to be in shorts and my Phillies jersey with my Eagles hat, of course, to keep keep repping the birds. Maybe maybe a Nova hat. I don't know anymore. We're winning everything right now. So, um, And I want to enjoy some summertime with a nice ball. Now, what I want to avoid is any mustard stains in the jersey this year. But if I get a couple, uh, it's, just, it's just a war. It's just a, it's just a scar from the war. So it's a battle scar. So I'm I'm just fired up for that simple hot dog with ketchup and mustard. That's what I'm excited for. Maybe a couple onions if they're looking nice. I, I I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for the park. I just I am too. We got to get down. All right. Anyway, I'm just I'm I'm reminiscing now in my mind about how excited I am for baseball in the summertime to be back. Yeah, so. I mean it's it's gonna be exciting um, to be back down there. Uh, I'm going to be going Thursday. I'm going to go Sunday for Jake Arietta's first start as a Philly. Nice. Uh, it's going to be fun. I have the Phillies spring pass, which gets, it's very cheap. It gets you in every home game. I've talked about this before. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. 
Quick embrace debate, though, because you mentioned we're winning everything. Nova, is that Philly's college? Because there's a lot of them. So it is one of Philly's colleges. And okay. yes, I think it counts. Um, it's not even in Philly, though. I, I understand it's not in Philly. Yeah. You know, so Temple is Temple, Nova, Drexel, LaSalle, um, Penn. Those are Philly colleges, and Nova counts in that group, in Ooh. my opinion. Now, you really are a Nova guy because you didn't even mention St. Joe's. Well, I'm, I, oh, I, that's bad. I apologize. So look, now I'm going to be He's a taking a side of the holy war because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a city guy. I'm a Philly yeah. guy, but I grew up in the suburbs. I do think you have to count Nova. They've got they've got city guys on their roster. It's not like they're you, you know. So I think they're a, a Philly team, and you should support them. And, as, and you should support them if you go to St. Joe's or Temple that they're winning the championship because that's a bold the, statement. Well, there is the Big Five, but they're 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 in different classes to yeah. be honest. Uh, although Temple's like like way up there on the wins list, by the way. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they Temple's been up, close. They've been up, made a couple runs, right? Yeah, they, they, St. They, Joe's they, obviously uh, with Jameer Nelson yeah. and Delonte West. Yep. So, but but clearly Nova at least at this point with Jay Wright as their coach is is currently in a class of their yeah. own. But I think they're a Phil, I think they're to me they're a Philly school. They're on the main line train line. So they're yeah. on they're on a regional rail line and they're not that far out of the city. So they're it's like they're almost in Maniunk sometimes. Um, so I I I'm they're Philly school. They're Philly school and you should go to the parade Thursday. Period. Well, I wasn't saying are they I was saying are they Phillies, like the only school are they the Oh Phillies I mistook team? that question. I mistook that question. Yeah, well, right know. now they are, right? I mean, right now, right now they are. Um yes, because the other teams weren't good. <laughs> so my point being if Temple had made this made this run, if Temp or if LaSalle was was Loyola, Chicago, and they made that run, would you be as excited as you are about Nova? Oh my God! Yes. Like take if Nova out of the equation there. If the Explorers were in the Final Four and Nova was not in the Final Four, would yeah. I root for LaSalle? Absolutely, all the yeah. way. Now, same same amount. Oh, I would have been all in, all in all for right. the Explorers, all, right. all, all right. in. That's all I'm getting in. now. Now. I, but I've also I'm more invested in this Nova team because I've been able to watch them all year. I know their players. You know, I I, I know the team. It's hard when a team yeah. like uh, Loyola Chicago comes up, and I don't necessarily know their guys that well. Yeah. You know, they're not led by a Steph Curry mid-major guy. They're just led by a bunch of really really good ball players, and so it's a little different because I feel like I you know know the Nova team pretty well. So it'd be a little oh, different, sure. but I would be all in on LaSalle. I mean, oh, definitely. First of all, that would be a wild story, but no. but I'd be all in on the same. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's all I wanted to check. But I know you have an article coming out on the blog for uh, for Villanova, so I'm going to cap it there, and we'll move on. Check it out, thunderblogsports.com, Matty D. Very shortly. Very shortly. We move on, though, to another great fan favorite segment, the Beer Corner. For those that have been following the Thunderblog and, and this podcast, you might have known that I gave up beer for Lent. Easter was obviously this past Sunday. So I'm back on the beer train. It's nice to be back on it, Matt. What beers uh, well, do you I, have for me? What should I well, try out? I've only had Yingling. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring up one that I think is a great, a great beer, really all year round. One that it's become a fam, uh, family favorite of the, uh, the DeStefanos here uh, at the the new Papa D's new D Street pub. We've just built in the basement a nice oh. bar, but. But drinking this one for a while, it's the Founders All Day IPA. I mean, you know oh, about great, this. Great, they come beer. in a bunch of different can sizes. It's a canned beer. Really, is a canned yep. beer. So I want to focus on that. Um, 
I love this beer. I, I could drink this all the time. It's it's fast becoming, if not already, my favorite beer um, that, that I've that I've had, and I, and I find it to be just very easy to drink, and I love it. I love it. But I did have another beer uh, this past week, and um, and I thought this one was pretty good. Now, a little bit of a surprise. I was I was not the one that picked this case up, which is strange when I don't pick it up because normally that is strange uh, when the family's home and drinking. I'm you know the one going to do the shopping. In charge of it, yeah. Right, but I got a phone call that my mother was on her way out, and she wanted to know what kind of beer to get for the the brothers at home, and they're apparently really into the Sierra Nevada right now. Okay. So we grabbed uh we grabbed the case of Sierra Nevada. Now it had it had some of the staples in it, but it had a tropical torpedo IPA. Have you ever had that one? No, I haven't. Tell me uh, about it. Very refreshing. Uh very you know, just uh, an easy IPA to drink. Um it's got a little bit of like mango almost to it. Like does that make sense? So it's got that fruity tropical flavor to it. Uh, okay. kind of a nice one to slip in there when you're you know, when we're about to go for the summertime. Um, so really liked that one and thought it was a winner in my mind. So if you, if you happen to stop by, uh, see any Sierra Nevadas, the smaller, they're smaller, a little smaller of cans, the way they're shaped, uh, grab a tropical torpedo IPA. I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. Okay. I'm gonna have to try this out. Yeah. I'm a big, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've gotten into the, er, into those beers before the, the fruity beers, can get mixed in. I, I've liked the pineapple sculpin. Um, I forget who makes oh, that. Oh yes, yep. Um, Ballast Point. The sculpin. Yeah, Ballast Point. That's a really good one. Uh, I haven't had that in probably a year, maybe since last summer. But that's a really good beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and the other one that was really good by Sierra Nevada because there was a couple in it was the No Good, but it's K K N O W Good No Good mm-hmm. IPA. This was a very straightforward IPA. What I mean by that is. Like the tropical one, a lot of IPAs I've been having lately, they get a little wild, right? They try to throw some wild stuff going on in it. The no good IPA, very easy, very simple, good, like like a hot dog. Just drink it. Um, mm. So was a big fan of the no good. Big fan of the no good. Um, I like it. Got our hands on that one. Now, I'm not sure how much that's out because it's the first time I've ever seen it, but I've seen the tropical because that's a year round from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, pay attention to that one. But anyway, um, there's so many good ones out there. Although, you know what? It's almost the summertime, which means coroners are coming. And um, I'll be okay with that. That means the weather's warm. So <laughs> yeah. we'll be talking right. about that as the weather gets nicer and nicer. We can talk about that. Summer love is going to come back. Oh, please. Yeah. Please. I'm excited. If that's not there, I made a big deal about that not being there last year because it has a fucking baseball on it for a Phil- you know, the Phillies and it- – it needs to. I'm excited to try that. I'm not going to get myself worked up before I know it's if it's at Xfinity or not. Um, but let's let's move on. the uh, The final fan fa- favorite segment we have is uh, it's called Bleacher Creatures. We basically Nat and I both find crazy fan stories because there's a lot of them that are out there uh, that happen both in baseball and in other sports as well. For instance, mine is going to be down in Nashville at a Predators game. Matt, did you happen to see this? I have not, no. So the Predators the other night had a goal that was challenged by their opponents. I believe it was the Dallas Stars. They challenged whether it was a goal or or to overturn a goal, and the Predators fans started with flashlights, which I guess must have been a handout, 
start singing the Beatles Let It Be <laughs> in the cold. <laughs> I didn't see this. This is awesome. Yeah, completely trolling these people. I if you haven't been down there, and you and I have talked about my my adventure down to Bridgestone Arena where the Predators play. It is an incredible experience. It's like being at a college basketball game. They're chanting the entire time. It's loud. I mean, it's a ton of fun. And the best part is that we're hopefully, and we'll get into this a little more in a, in a few minutes, but we'll be seeing plenty of this throughout the NHL playoffs, hopefully. I mean, hopefully they don't do the, the exact opposite of what they're what they did last year. Since they're going to be a, a top seed, I mean, oh my, well, I yeah, right, their their fans are so much fun. I'm just, I'm excited. It's a great segue, by the way. Um, my, I just because I want to get into hockey real quick because I'm getting fired yeah. now. I'm thinking about it, but real quick, my bleacher creature. You kind of mentioned it before. Well, Bryce Harper up to bat. If you haven't seen this video, look up Bryce Harper playing the Reds. I think, yeah, I'm right. The yep, Reds. The Reds. He's about to swing. The pitch is about to come, and you can hear a guy just yell, "Overrated!" And you can hear it. And Bryce Harper so immediately just absolutely, and I'm not a Bryce Harper guy at all, but he ranks it obliterates a baseball right after the overrated thing came across the wire. I was laughing. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was so much fun to see him do that. Just, just to, you know, go back at the fan who was giving him a hard time. Yeah. So, it's uh, the reverse Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm, quick, mm-hmm. Uh, quick. Yes, golf reference. Golf, but I like that there. But but I want to jump back to your hockey point, and this is it. I mean, we're coming right down to it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun on you here. I'm just I'm excited. I know we want no, to no, take no, a. We I'm can glad. Take, okay, it's so early in the season that normally we we do a little look ahead here of, of this coming week. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll jump back in next week, and we'll we'll have more of a uh, something to look at. So. Yeah. Well, quick as a quick programming, because we are about to jump into hockey, but we're also going to do once the regular season ends, uh, me, Greg and and Matt, if we can line up all three of us, a NHL playoff preview. Look out for that both on the blog and on the podcast. That's going to be fun, as well as the the usual weekly baseball. But we do have the final week uh, or weekend, I guess the season ends Saturday. Yes, which is incredible to think about. Yeah. For, for hockey we're talking about here. Um, yeah, I mean, the Flyers are playing right now, our boys. They are down in the second period up in Brooklyn, now 3-1, as uh, Jonathan Tavares scores his second goal of the night. Um, Flyers can clinch. I think they have to win, and Florida has to lose. They're winning against the Predators, aforementioned, uh, down in Florida. Um so we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I think that's almost safe to say they'll be in. It's just a matter of seeding because uh, I think really the the Panthers still have a game in hand, but they, I mean, at this point, they I think the Flyers had to lose. The Panthers had to win out. A lot of stuff would have to happen for them to miss it. But the uh, the seeding is starting to get a little more solidified, except for in the the Metropolitan Division, which is. Really, I mean, if the Flyers can come back, they have a shot at getting the two seed in the division. They do. It's incredible how much can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, over the next the next few days, I, I'm going to be going to be wild. Um, and so we'll definitely see there. Uh, it, I'm ready though. I'm ready for hockey. Yep. I'm ready for playoff hockey. Just like with the NBA, I'm just ready. Get me through this week. I, I want to bring on the playoffs. Um, and get here. I will say I want to give a quick little um, 
uh, RIP, if you will, for this, uh, the Sedin brothers, uh, Henrik and Daniel, have decided yes. to step aside after this season. Shocking only because you thought maybe they maybe they try to get on a one more run, but they're not going to leave Vancouver. So, and, no. and Vancouver's struggling. So it's nice for them to go out on their own terms. I think that's really nice. Um, and it helps Vancouver because it's going to free up a lot of cap space. Yeah. So hopefully that's a help to them there. Well. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit with the Blackhawks on the the fact that they rightfully rewarded all of their superstars, but it, it ultimately now is you're starting to see the uh, the ramifications of it with you know having some young guys, but having to let other guys go, um, and they've the guys that they've let go of have, have really thrived on on other teams. Uh, I forget it. Uh, his the uh, guy that, that's over on the Blue Jackets, his name is uh, blanking my mind right now, but. I mean, there's a number of them that have just done that have left Chicago and have, have done very well. And Vancouver, not necessarily in the same boat to a certain degree, yes. Um, but you know, you're starting to see guys like Brock Bozer come up or Bozner. Uh, so we'll see uh, how they how they start getting a little. You know, if they develop, if they can rebound quickly. Um, you know, they're actually they're two points in front of Arizona, so they could somehow get their way into the the top spot uh, in the lottery. If uh, if I guess all things work work right in in the tank, right. um, but I mean, is there any matchup that because not everything's solidified? The Pacific's still pretty wide open. The Central is all but locked up, um, or at least their three their top three seeds are locked up. But are there any matchups that you want to happen, or that you could finagle to to get in the first round? Well, I don't. Th- I, I'm going to say this. I don't know if this is possible. I I would hate it as a as a fan of a team I want to see go on, but man, I just want us to meet Pittsburgh. I know they've been better than us this year when we played them, but we always yeah. just have great playoff series. I don't think we can meet in the first. Can no, we could. We the could. Flyers absolutely could. So they're right. right now. The Flyers are two points behind the Penguins. They have a game in hand being played. One of which is basically being played right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flyers would have to basically win out i think um because the way that it works the the penguins have five say the flyers won tonight they somehow come back uh in in a non-shootout win situation they would have 39 win uh regulation plus overtime wins to the penguins 43 which is the first tiebreaker after points um so the flyers would basically need to win tonight and in regulation or overtime and then Probably win out. They play Carolina on Thursday, hopefully a win. They didn't play very well the last time Carolina was in Philly, though. Um, and then they play the Rangers on on Saturday. Same scenario, but the Flyers at least pulled that one out for a very injured and struggling New York Rangers squad. Uh, and Pittsburgh would have to lose a game somewhere in there. And I, I don't have who they who they're playing down the stretch. Um, well, actually, no. That that would be actually for the Flyers to past the Penguins, excuse me, because Columbus is still in the mix too. Um, although Columbus is losing to Detroit right now. But basically, I mean, if they just pass Columbus, they play Pittsburgh and they don't have home ice in Pittsburgh it, it, against the Penguins. So it's very possible. It's, I mean, three spots are all separated by two points, uh, really four spots separated by three points because the Devils are right behind the Flyers and are currently winning right now. So the Flyers could fall to the second wild card spot and which would currently put them in Greg's fucking dream matchup against the Bruins. Right. Uh, which they have a game in hand on Tampa, 
in that wild Atlantic division, but the Bruins are pro they're five and f- five in their last 10 games. Um, five, one and four for putting into official NHL type of records, but they're still one of the hotter teams in the NHL and not a team I want to see in the playoffs. Right. Oh, I agree there. I, but once again, this is the NHL playoffs and yeah, anything, true. just get in. Anything can happen if you can get yeah. in. I mean, that to me the is Preds. The, the Preds last year. Right. So get in, be healthy and get in and and let's go. I mean, let's this this is why I'm so excited and let's just let's go after it. I'm I'm fired up. I cannot wait. Now, not only can I not wait for the NHL playoffs, but I am dying for some NBA NBA playoff action. Yeah, so we have a little more than a week left, and right. it's going to be a wild, wild last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm, l- let's just talk about them right off the bat because I think it's the team we all we care about is that's the Sixers. Um, yep. They've been fine since JoJo's unfortunate injury, um, but great. my concern is now Dario Sarge is out with the elbow I- 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 infection, and that's a huge loss because to me, we are not talking enough about Dario. Okay. No. He's this guy does he does everything. You know, he reminds me uh he just if you need us if you need to fill a role when when on the court, he does it for you. He, uh, I've been blown away with his play this year. I don't think he's getting nearly enough praise. Um so uh, you know, I've heard the term poor man's Ben Simmons, but he can shoot a three. Yeah. So Dario's Dario's got a fucking shot right, on him. Right, right. Obviously not as good of a passer as Ben. But equal on defense, um, can get can get into the hole as well. But just kind of fills that role of like an amoeba to kind of pick up whatever needs to be done out in that court. Ooh, Been very impressed with him. Uh, he's incredibly underrated, and I think at this point you kind of you kind of have to keep him in the starting lineup. Um, yeah. You know, very new age stretch four, which is what I really love because essentially you've now got. You could theoretically have a lineup of a bunch of six, ten guys with Simmons. Well, six, eight, nine, ten guys: Simmons, Rocco, and Sarich, Jojo in the middle, and then you've got one small guy. Maybe unless you play Markel, that's that's a lot of size you can throw at a team right there. Very impressed with that. No, I agree with you. I like too that they uh, they officially list Dario with a sore elbow. Uh, but to give you guys an idea, right now uh, the Sixers are up twenty three points on the Brooklyn Nets. Quick side note. I find it kind of cool that Philadelphia and the Long Island New York teams are all playing each other on the same night. It's almost like a you know rivalry day for a college or for a high school. But anyway, back to the to the Sixers. Um, <laughs> ben Simmons, the as Mark Zumoff says every night, the triple double watch is on. Uh, he's already in double double at fifteen and twelve rebounds, five assists, uh, which. At his rate, he could easily get five more assists and get a triple-double. He has 15 points, like I said. Rocco has 12, four-hit threes. J.J. Redick with 19, and he only has one three, which to me is crazy. Crazy. He has seven other field goals, probably long twos if I had to take a guess, but um, you know that's you know I've not been able to see the game, obviously, doing the podcast here. Um, the, the thing that, that, aside from injuries and, and whatnot, um, the thing that might concern me just a little bit too, and some other teams have this Toronto, Boston have this as well. They have six games, including tonight in nine nights before the playoffs get under or, you know, to finish out the season and before the playoffs really get underway. 
um, versus a team like Milwaukee has only four games left or five games left, I guess. Um, so I don't know, maybe if I'm just overreacting of the extra game and whatnot, but at a point where you're starting to get a little banged up, the rest, you can't overlook that. Right. No, I agree. I agree. This is going to be tough. Um, yeah. We're so close. Now, I think at this point, I, I, we are clearly are locked into three through five. And I would love the three seed, although a fully healthy Wizards team scares me a little more than a Pacers team, assuming the Wizards can hang on. I'd rather play the Heat or the Pacers than the Wizards or the Bucks. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd in a perfect world I'd play the Heat, but I think the Sixers they're not locked into the four. I think you're right. That's three through five, and I think they play the Cavs one more time on Friday night, and I that could go either way, uh, depending on if how Dario's elbow gets all fixed up and, and whatnot. Um, so I don't know how that goes. You play the Bucks on the last night of the season. Uh, that that may very well just be meaningless mm-hmm. in terms of seeding and everything. So you you almost discount that. But right, um, yeah, there'd be some finagling to try to get a Heat matchup there. But that'd probably be my ideal team. I think they match up really well against Indiana, especially if the uh, the Bane or some people are saying Black Panther mask Joel plays. <laughs> yes, Wakanda forever. Could I you love imagine that, that if he yes. if he came out just like mm-hmm. he like, basically like a Target ma- Black Panther mask comes out and like but just gets like some I don't know what type of what type of plastic they use for these these masks that they all wear but just gets designed to like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I love that. I'm all, yeah, that'd be pretty I'm great for that. Um, yeah. yeah, I will. So I, I also want to bring up just the other other conference here briefly. Yep. Um, it's yep. a bloodbath out there. Uh, it is clearly the Rockets are locked in, but everyone assumes it'll be the Rockets and Golden State, assuming Golden State can get healthy. Um, you know, the Nuggets and Clippers banging on the door, the Pelicans barely hanging on, the Timberwolves, the Jazz have kind of positioned. The, it's going to be wild. The thing is, as good as the top two teams are, I wouldn't want to face a fully healthy Spurs team or a, a, a Oklahoma City team. I really yeah. wouldn't, as a four or five. They're private. Those two teams would probably be a two or three at or at worst in the West, in the Eastern conference. Um, I think, I think I do think though, a lot of those teams have warts in, in, in the uh, Western conference. So um, it's going to be fascinating. I think Houston gets kind of screwed if they have to play the Timberwolves or the Pelicans in the first round, because Anthony Davis and potentially Jimmy Butler and, and Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, there's some good players out there. No, um, no. Davis needs help, but there's some good players out there. So, and by the way, just to, Give you a little bottom bottom feeder streak. The Phoenix Suns have lost fifteen straight games. So uh, maybe, maybe we, did we can trade for Devin Booker? I don't think you. Uh, I think if you're a Phoenix Suns GM or fan, you're holding on to Devin Booker for dear life. Okay, well that's all they got apparently because everything yeah. else is just pitiful out yeah. there right now. But anyway, I mean it's going to be a wild finish. I'm with you there. Just excited. I just hope no more Sixers get hurt. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we never want to wish ill will on anybody, especially your own players. But yeah, really hope they uh, they stay healthy down the stretch. And you know, I mean, maybe you start seeing some players rest. Uh, you know, obviously, jo- Joel isn't <laughs> resting, <nothing>. but uh, <laughs> because he didn't want to. For those that didn't know, but uh, 
you know, it, it you know some some uh some R and R might be nice for some of the other guys. There, I agree. But... Give give Reddick a couple nights off if he can. Somebody like that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, yep. stay tuned too, because uh, me and and third and girl Emily An- Anderson had done the our preview of the the season where we did over unders and stuff like that. She and myself and her girls on hoops co-host are going to come back before the playoffs at some point um, and look back at our over unders and see how wrong we were. So that should be a ton of fun. <laughs> I like uh, that. Thank you for that. A lot of programming coming your way uh, regarding the playoffs. So a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there quickly before we move on to the uh, really the, the, the piece de resistance of this week. Um, is there any matchup in the NBA that you would want to see the most? I think I, yes. I mean, the yeah, I really want to see golden, a, a fully healthy golden state in, in Houston. I want to see them go well, ahead in the first round. Oh, in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Well, part of me would really like to see, I think the bucks have underachieved. But if the Bucks end up playing any, really anybody the Bucks play, because I still think they're so they're so talented, I think that would be a um, a fascinating kind of series to watch. Okay. Um, so that would be one that I'd be really interested in possibly possibly seeing. Uh, that would be my Eastern Conference pick. My Western Conference pick. I'd love to see Portland versus Oklahoma City in the first round. If Oklahoma City drops down, that to that would be awesome. I think that would be a amazing series. Actually. Even the Spurs versus Oklahoma City, because they're kind of two very different styles in terms of their dynamics. I'd really like to see that one as well. So those would be the yeah. those would be the two. Uh, whoever really whoever Oklahoma City plays and whoever the Milwaukee Bucks play or who I'm looking forward to seeing in the first round. I like it. I like it a lot. But Matt, we've hinted at it. We've teased it. It is Masters Week. We are now about thirty six hours away from the first round teeing off at Augusta national. I am so goddamn pumped for this tournament. We talked about it a little bit off air. There are so many different names that are firing on all cylinders going into this tournament. I know how much you love it, but tell, tell the world have at it. Well, there's nothing like it. It's the only place where, um, you know, tradition is everything the way it all works. I mean, they're so, it uh, I can't speak highly enough about the experience. It's one of the it's on my buck list of places to go. Um, really, really, really want to see it in person. Very difficult to get into, but it's kind of the aura about it. I mean, the players. These are guys who play the greatest courses in the world on some of the greatest views, and and but Augusta doesn't give you the great views of mountains or oceans. It doesn't give you you know, the most, the most ridiculous golf holes or the most, you know, in, incredible layout um, in terms of pure, like, design if you grabbed it by the bulls. But what it does give you is this, this atmosphere in the, in the pine straw and in the flowers and every hole is named and, and players can tell you every shot and how you want to play it and the roars you can hear around this course because – Augusta's in a city, but you never know it by watching the broadcast. I mean, it's in the middle of Augusta, Georgia, and it is just by itself. And it's really golf at its finest because, yeah, they, they've made some changes to make it longer, and they've done a few little things here and there, but they really haven't changed the essence of the course. Um, it, you, can, you can still get yourself in a ton of trouble uh, oh, out on this golf course. Oh, yeah. But I, I really think, though, the one thing I would stress, it's the roar. 
it's hearing somebody make a birdie five or six holes o- over and, and or, or, or two or three holes ahead of you or two or three holes behind you as a player and, and getting that, oh, my God, somebody's doing something near me kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so fired up for it, um, and I'm so ready. This may be, not like you said, not a ton of guys in this one, but in terms of the top heavy of this, I mean, think about the names. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, um, Roy McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, Ricky Fowler, Sergio Garcia, Jason Day, uh, Tiger, um, Phil Mickelson. Bubba. Bubba's out there, right? Matt Kuchar is a guy you got to watch out for. Um, Patrick Reed has had some good days. So Gary Woodland, right? And ne- never forget Freddie Couples. So there's a whole bunch of guys out here that are not only like that could win this. This may be the most top-heavy group we've seen in a few years. Normally, there's four or five guys you're talking about as odds-on favorites. I think this is one of the deepest fields at the top that we've seen, and I hope that it comes down to five or six guys in the last round that we know just battling all the way through. Um, I, I mean, and I missed guys that I feel bad about not saying their names on that list. I, this is going to be a, a big time field with a lot of really, really good players who are playing really, really well. I think that's the big thing is a lot of these guys are playing really well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, get, get ready. Cause this is going to be a, a great weekend here. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, other guys that, you know, the past champions in the field of Freddie Couples makes a run. Bernard Langer makes a run. Guys who have been odds on favorites or closer to odds on favorites before that have maybe taken a couple steps back, like a Thomas Peters. Uh, you mentioned DJ, Zach Johnson's up there. Uh, so I heard this uh, on, a, on a different golf podcast. DJ's first start at Augusta since winning the U.S. Open, which is obvious because he had the injury last year, but it doesn't, it feels so much longer, so much long ago, mm-hmm. so long ago, Jesus Christ, uh, since he won at Oakmont two years ago, but it was only two years ago. I mean, it feels like it was like five years ago that it has heard about it. We, we, we got, we got, we got, we got the tiger effect. You used yeah. to the same guy winning or being involved in everyone. And now yeah. all of a sudden that's not the case anymore. And so we're seeing this a little differently. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we'll see what happens. But this, I just think this is going to be, this is just going to be an awesome weekend as I expected. So who do you like? I do really like, so I I really like, I think Jordan Spieth had a quiet beginning to the season. So, and I think with his putting ability, this isn't a golf course where you have to be a, um, well, I shouldn't say that because a lot of times you are, I actually recently saw the statistics on this being a good driver on this golf course is important. Um, I just think a lot of the guys that we're talking about don't have a green jacket. Yep. So, but Spieth does. So he doesn't have the same pressure. I know he collapsed, but we all forget he won one. He doesn't have the same pressure as a, a Ta- Justin Thomas or a, a DJ or John Rahm or Rory. Uh, Rory, Rory's, right? Rory's really, like he's made a he's made a number of cuts mm-hmm. since since winning the his third of the four majors in the grand slam. Uh, but he, I mean, he hasn't put it all together and his putting's looking better, but right. I mean, Jordan Spieth is the, he, he's a lot like tiger that he can just can pretty much anything from anywhere. Maybe not the best short putter, but the mid range is just unreal. 
Right. So, like I said, that, that's that's to me. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of. Yeah. That's all right. No, but I think that's the problem with a lot of the guys that maybe haven't won one. There's a lot of pressure because the field's heavier this year. Yeah. Um, so that worries me, which is why I really like Jordan. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another name because I I think Patrick Reed has a real shot this week. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. He he consistently impresses me every time I watch him. So um, and, and so he's a guy that I think could surprise. We all know who he is. If you watch golf at all from the from the Ryder Cup, you know who Patrick Reed is. But yeah. I still think he's got a shot here. So, well, I think you just hit the nail on the head of of why he's got a shot. He can mash the ball, and even more so, he's had these moments in big stages in golf where he's stepped up. I mean, the most recent Ryder Cup memory we all have is him and Rory going head to head, basically throwing haymakers throwing fingers in each other's faces, telling the crowd, to, or Rory more so, telling the crowd to shush, Patrick Reed going fucking nuts. I mean, I think he can step up to the plate big time. He's he's a guy that's surprising that because he's come onto the scene really in the last four and a half years and won a couple tournaments, but he's never won a major. And I think him or Ricky Fowler is, is a guy that's overdue to win one. But Patrick Reed's a guy that, unlike Ricky, who's so – He's so publicized just for for being Ricky and and you know the the different outfits he wears and having all the different endorsements. Patrick Reed's not that guy. I mean, he doesn't. I don't really think he wants to be the over the top, over publicized guy. But just as good of a golfer can step up in those big moments. I think you know, that's not a not a bad take at all. Not a bad pick. Um, guy, I like. Um, I'd love to see Rory win it. I obviously. Uh, He's one of my favorite guys. I think Bubba, you kind of mentioned it too, a guy that has a green jacket that's playing some really good golf. He's obviously won the match play a couple of weeks ago. Um, he won, you know, a couple about a month and a half ago as well. So two wins on tour so far. Um, and I mean, the big the big thing with it is that in Tiger proofing the course, you know, you may, you open the door for the lefty that can hit the shit out of the ball and put a little bit of a fade on it, which is exactly the, the type of game bubble loves to play. He can control, control his driver so well. And if he just gets his putting going, like he has in a couple of his wins, I don't know if it's a runaway, like you saw in 2014, but he could, uh, he could keep himself right around there. Absolutely. And obviously we'll be hitting this up stronger um, as the weekend goes on and, and into next week. I do think a couple of things I'd want to oh, yeah. point out. Um, Come play with us. Yes. Come, come be come be part of the Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good point. So we not, have it's not fantasy hard, golf. Hard to do. What was that? I said it's not hard to do. Yeah, so we have <laughs> we have the fantasy golf with uh, our boy Brandon over at Sports Geek, which has been a ton of fun. Matt and I have uh, have started to to do a little better. We had a slow start to the year, like uh, Matt's guy Jordan Spieth. We also have our pool. Which, if you are interested, shoot us a DM and we'll uh, send you the details. Really easy to do. Pick one guy from six different tiers. Um, a hot pick has been uh, Tiger out of one of the tiers because uh, because he's not ranked in the over or he isn't in the top 100 in the world overall golf rankings. He falls into the bottom one. Uh, so you could either jump with a lot of us, myself included, or uh, you know go your own way. But pretty easy to do. Um, like I said, just shoot us a DM Thunder BLG. Uh, also, if you want to, you know, hit us up on DraftKings or anything there, and join our league on uh, on DraftKings, you can do that as well. I know uh, with Sports Geek, 
a little late to join the golf and unfortunately no baseball it seems um he'll, you know, he'll be back for football which that's a ton of fun but uh a, a lot of fun to be had on there especially now with baseball being back a number of different ways to play um we should we should really look into getting a DraftKings sponsorship we talk about them all the time um uh, <laughs> but a number of different ways to play on baseball and they've added a few more since they uh field tested it with football. So I'm excited. Um, a ton of, ton of different, uh, different ways for you and I to basically just shit talk each other for the summer. Uh, well, you know, after my, after my relative cleanup domination across, uh, NCAA brackets, two second place finishes in protest, obviously, cause I'm sure you guys cheated somehow, but I'll take that. You I'm already ready. In the Thunderball oh, I won. beat you, but I can't, I won three others. I lost though. I'm unhappy with now. I, I Yeah. Intern Jerry, yeah. yeah. Yikes. Um, well, the protest too, because I, you know, he bragged about it on social media. Who the hell? Nobody cares. Yeah, that nobody cares. Won. That's what I thought. I yeah. won three brackets. Nobody gives a shit that I won. They're, they're pissed off that I won. Exactly. I mean, no, nobody wants me winning anything. No. But I'm but, excited. Um, I'm excited for this weekend and, and uh, I'm looking forward to wrapping it all up, obviously next week. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of fun. Like I said, make sure to stay, tuned with it because we're gonna have to do a little uh you know fitting the pu- the pieces in the puzzle as they uh they go along with you know the masters wrapping up with the hockey playoffs starting basketball playoffs starting so a ton of content coming your way make sure to check out all of our blogs on the thunderblog thunderblogsports.com matt's got a little wrap up for nova i'm gonna have a written preview of the masters um as well as a written preview of the nhl playoffs uh, I know our guy Ryan White going to have some soccer takes for us. I think there's a couple others too, so you have to stay tuned on that. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, ThunderBLG on the Tweet Tours, and Thunder Blog Sports, just like the website, on Instagram. Uh, Matt, you got anything else? Anything else that we may have missed? No, we've got a lot going on. Uh, I'll be posting in about 30 seconds. Um, Hell yeah. Take a read on it. But um, yeah. other than up that, by the time you listen to this. Right, looking forward to looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. For my man, Matty D. I am Jordy Cannell, the G Man. This has been this week's episode of the th- of the uh, bullpen cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.